your animation archaeologists, Jacob and Michael. Hey everybody, it's Back in Tunes, the glorious return. Hey, you probably wondered, we mentioned we were going to do Hanna-Barbera in the 70s. The minute we got done with Hanna-Barbera in the 60s, liars! Ha 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 ha! All right. So, uh, we also mentioned during our anniversary show that we're kind of looking for a new sound, new setup. It's still, it's just changing things up because it's starting to get stagnant for us. Um, and if you don't know who us is, I'm Michael, that's Jacob. Hey, 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 everybody. <laughs> um, it is the summer of anime, so we had two new teams, well, potentially two new teams taking over. One um, is the two Johns, John Squared, uh, John Bjorling, I never pronounced his name right, and John Funami, and they're doing uh, anime episodes for us, since it's not something I'm not really good at, and you've seen some, but not like, you're not well-versed in a lot of these series. With... Uh, when it comes to like Bleach or Naruto or like Avatar, like some of the newer stuff and some of the more like, you know, obscure stuff. I'm like, eh, no, no, yeah. no. So just it, it just felt like it was something out of our wheelhouse and it's something I, I feel like we need to cover on this. And so I just got them the, the cover. They're doing shorter episodes and uh, basically just going to do this uh, during the summer for the next few years until we close up shop on this. Uh, summer of Anime. And uh, hopefully I can get my friend Tony, who I used to do episodes of What the Fuck Tunes, um, to do like some of the like some of the shows that we haven't got around to covering that we may never cover, like some of the cutesy stuff, maybe some old Disney. You know, I don't. I'm just oh. trying to get some help. But uh, we are going to move over to a new show, and we'll just do random animation specials on that show. I'm not going to tell you the, the name of it right now because I want some bastard stealing it because I think it's a pretty good name. But we have a few left uh, sitting around, like, just in case they take our name. We got a few others um, that we should do. One, I think, might be... Absolutely silent. What's that? I said we must remain absolutely silent. Yes, I'll destroy you. Um, All right, so this episode, obviously, is Hanna-Barbera in the 70s. I watched a bunch. He watched a bunch. We kind of got to watch the same things. (laughs) Let's just say this. Hanna-Barbera in the 70s was extremely prolific, but also their worst era. Uh, it starts off strong and then derails around 73 into just like, oh, what the fuck, you're just repeating the same thing over with just new characters. And then by the end of the 70s, it was repackages of old shows over and over and over. It is the worst decade for them, and thank God the 80s came around. I think kids got more demanding there was more competition from syndicated TV shows, you know, stuff on like, you know, the afternoon, like Bozo and Happy's Place. Happy's Place was my childhood show. Froggy's Place was the other, or Froggy's Pad was the other one. Um, and of course, the networks were starting to ramp up their own productions and, and you know, dealing with Ruby Spears. So, yeah, so I think the 80s is, it's not the greatest cartoons in the world, but there's so much writing and so many new things that Hanna Barbera had to up their game. Right, I will say that about the 70s. They were starting to get a little bit more diverse. Uh, again, personally, uh, from like the 70s, you know, me being a Flintstones fan, I really enjoyed uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam. And, of course, there was the Super Globetrotters. I would always watch that late at night uh, when we'd stay up on the weekends, you know, Boomerang and yeah, yeah. work would have all their, like, late-night showings and syndications. And, uh, yeah, no, again, I just could not help but, you know, Turn my I could not turn my eyes away. I, I keep looking at this wonder. <laughs> All right, so this is kind of a speed round episode where we're just gonna burn through these cartoons because, like I said, there's a ton of them. And uh, so, so you mentioned Super Globe Trotters. So let's start off there. Now, Super Globe Trotters was the second series, and I'm not sure if it's from the 70s or early 80s. I have to look this up. I'm pretty sure it's from like 80 or 81. And that's the yeah, it was the late 70s for sure. It's one of the very first cartoons I've ever seen when I was a kid, um, and I was truly fascinated by the fact that the Harlem Globe Trotters would have superpowers and go on these crazy adventures. But it originally started off as Harlem Globetrotters, the animated series, where they're just normal guys, you know, and, and they're just going on these adventures. They would cross over with the Scooby-Doo. Probably their most famous episode is the Scooby-Doo Hour, where yes. they would have guests come on. Have yes. you, have oh you my God, seen this, the Harlem Globetrotters in real life? Uh, no. Um, I would always see, like, uh, like, these little commercials about seeing the Harlem Globetrotters play, like, at a certain, at a nearby arena. And my God, I'm like, how do these, how do these guys get away with all these like little shenanigans on the court? 
I feel like the 70s was this crazy period of the road show kind of thing. We had, you know, uh, going to concerts was now a massive thing, like these big festivals. You know, Woodstock kicked that off. Um, you had to go see Kiss live. You had to see Jimmy oh, Buffett yes. and, and Peter Frampton. So I thought they were totally different live than they were on album. We had... Brothers. Oh, what's that? Oh, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, and the Sorry, Eagles. So that was a big thing going on the road. We had Evil Knievel doing all these stunts around the country. Uh, people were doing like a lot of hitching after Vietnam. You know, we're kind of lost to discover America again. You know, um, lots of trucker uh, mentality. You know, like that that fascination with trucker and CB radio stuff. And so mm. a lot of these cartoons were like they were going on the road. And what better thing to do than pick a team that goes on the road constantly to these exhibition games? And I just say it's a really interesting era where we're finally embracing. I mean, we have an all-black cast here in a cartoon. That's yeah. amazing. In the, in the early 70s, this is really a kickstart in the pants to a lot of uh, what was going on in the world. Like, hey, we need to reflect somebody other than white people. I know. There's way too many of us as it is. Uh, well, according to the Klan, <laughs> apparently not, you fucking dill holes. You know what's funny is yeah. I think it's the Starbelly Sneech rule that Dr. Seuss came up with. Ultimately, it doesn't have anything to do with your race because it has to do with you just want something the opposite because you're so filled with anger and frustration you need something to hate. So therefore, whatever's different than you. So you Ooh. know you 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 could take hypothetically now this listen to listen to me before I go you know start making judgments. Hypothetically, say you wiped off everybody off the planet that wasn't white. Oh, guess what? Now it's the people with the glasses. Now it's the people with the tattoos. Now it's the people of a different religion. Now it's the people who are gay and or straight. Now it's the people with blonde hair. Now the people have not just blonde hair, but now you have too many freckles. You know, people with the freckles. And you get rid of that, and get rid of that, and get rid of that. Anything that you don't like because you need something to hate. You could literally be your twin, but they're a minute older than you, and you're like, I don't like older people older than me. Guess what? It's just you on the planet, and you've never solved a single fucking thing. Well, yeah, actually, no, you do. Yeah, that is quite, that is a point. That is definitely a good point. How we got on <laughs> this like, with okay. cartoons? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we do this a lot. We That's derail. Like, I don't want to hear about this bullshit. I'm going to talk about cartoons, you assholes. Yeah, I will say this. Yeah, the 70s was definitely uh, where it started getting more diverse, for sure. Yeah, but that's yeah, the one uh, thing I'll say about uh, Hanna-Barbera is that they were forward-thinking, and this is a kick in the pants. And then Josie and the Pussycats is right after that, and then you have an all-female lead, and they're, they're capable. They go on these adventures. They're rock and roll stars. They're solving mysteries. I can't believe it only lasted 16 episodes because Josie and the Pussycats is so well-known. Oh, God, yes. I mean, I'm surprised. Now knowing that it was only 16 episodes, I could... I, I'm shocked and amazed. I thought it went on for like more than 16 episodes. There's spinoffs. And it even got a yeah, yeah. And it got a live action movie, which was done pretty well. I mean, yeah, I really liked. I like the live action movie. I thought it, it was really is funny. too. Oh my god! Like even my uh, even like my best friend, who's an EMT, she even admitted to me like when she was a kid, she absolutely fell in love with Josie and the Pussycats. I saw this in theaters, <laughs> and I did not regret it. Oh my god! You got Rosario Dawson, Rachel Lee Cook. Tara Reid, which was like one of her very few good acting roles. Yeah, well, maybe her only good acting role. I can't think yeah. of another one. There's got to be another one. Exactly. And then you also have a uh, Missy Pyle as a um, – oh, God. What was <laughs> Missy Pyle is a living cartoon. I love her, I, especially in Dodgeball. It's a, the weird unibrow Russian lady with the funky teeth. Yes. <laughs> lady yeah. in red. I think that's the song they <laughs> Exactly, that was the song. But yeah, no, what was uh, I keep forgetting the character's name, the one with the scum, the, the little uh, Silver Street Oh, shit, head. I don't remember. I, I, I know. I, <laughs> I only, just remember I only, the movie. I gotta tell you, I really only know the movie. I don't know the cartoon that well. I never read the comics either. Yeah, I, gosh, I can't I can cheat. I want to say Veronica. I, I just remember that the agent came in and said, like, holy shit, there's a skunk in that girl's hair. Oh, I'm sorry, it's just your regular hair. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I said, it, uh, it really did hold up to the true spirit of Josie and the Pussycats, that live-action movie. Yeah. And I really wish it did more commercially. It's I mean, a shock because, well, those, those guys, they did also, they did um, uh, Can't Hardly Wait, which is uh, one of my favorites. Oh, God, yes. I know, that's a classic 90s teen movie right there. I mean, you, uh, growing up in the 90s, you had to have seen that movie. All right, next is Where's Huddles? I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? Because I've never, I never watched this one. I never even heard of this until now. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't watch that. Yeah, it's one of those at-night 
short-lived sitcoms. And this is when cartoons still could go primetime. Remember they made a big deal about The Simpsons going primetime? It was the first one in decades. It's yes. Hanna-Barbera had a few in the 70s that were um, li- you know, at, uh, up against live-action shows you know, at night. And uh, most were unsuccessful. Oh. That was one of them. Uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam show, a continuation. This is when they're teenagers, correct? Yeah, it's like when they're uh, grown up and moved out on their own. And, of course, you know, the parents will definitely come in and make a guest appearance every once in a great while. You can tell, they only, there's only like little age lines under their eyes. That's it. That's how you can tell <laughs> That's all they needed to do. Bonnie, but yeah, hand me my bed gay. Oh, gee, friend, I think I misplaced it. Oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, it, it was great to finally see like the, you know, the next generation get introduced to these characters, like at least to the original Flintstones, through Pebbles and Bam Bam, because, you know, they eventually had to grow up. They moved in together. They, you know, shared their adult life, went on their shenanigans, and actually had babies. My that was, like, one of the most beautiful. That was one of the most beautiful moments in cartoon history, when yeah. Fred and Barney became grandparents. Oh, it just melts your heart, and it makes you think. <laughs> oh. um, help, oh, if, oh, it's the Hair Bear Bunch. I watched uh, the Hair Bear Bunch. It's on that uh, cartoon collection I have. Eh, it's okay. This is like the definitely. This is where Ruby and Spears really started to take control over from uh, Hanna Barbera. Like you could see that it's like, well, it's time for them to start, you know, nurturing these guys and taking over because Hanna Barbera, they weren't young men at this point; yeah. they were in their sixties. And uh, lo and behold, who knew that Ruby and Spears would leave um, at the end of the decade to go form their own animation company, only to be bought, <laughs> only to be bought by Hanna Barbera later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we still love you. Come back to us. I think right. it's it's when you look at Help, it's the Hair Bear Bunch, is when the animation style changes for Hanna-Barbera. Everything up to this point looks like it did in the 60s. All that stuff mm. that you saw throughout the 60s, it carried over until Help, it's the Hair Bear Bunch. Look at the animation design, it's different. And this would hold for the next decade as, like, this is Hanna-Barbera's new look. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. It definitely looked more uh, closer along the lines of uh, Country Bears or Captain Caveman. Definitely. Well, Captain Caveman. Yeah. Captain Caveman was a fucking classic. Yeah. Funky Phantom. Oh, oh. Uh, again, it's just Snagglepuss. Yeah. That's and, all it is. And like you <laughs> said, Barbera uses this, recycles not, the same voice yeah. actors. Dawes Butler. Dawes Butler, my favorite animated voiceover guy, but he did repeat himself a few times. And you said to me earlier, I think it was before we even did this, like, I, we were talking about how the Funky Phantom, there's nothing funky about him. And we're like, no. Why did they do? Why Dawes Butler get George Clinton and have the P, you know Parliament Funkadelic do the soundtrack? Play flashlight in the background. Yeah. And it gets dark and they're being chased by other ghosts. Phantom, <laughs> funky phantom. Exactly. And there wasn't really funky about him. I'm like, what's so funky about an 18th century, you know, soldier? Maybe he smelled. Oh, he smelled funky. That's it. Oh, I oh, forgot. God. But wait, he's. He's an astral projection. How do you have a... Oh, shut up. Can't you... Don't you remember? Did they say something like in Ghostbusters? Like there was a ghost that gives off a smell. Ew. What is... A slimer. Doesn't he stink? He stinks. Yeah. He's he's a ghost. I think so, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's right. But he gets slimed. (laughs) When Bateman gets slimed. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Funky Phantom is uh, cursed by the Scooby Drool... Scooby Drool. Scooby Duel. (laughs) Damn it! Scooby Duel rule. Scooby Duel. Scooby Duel Drool. <laughs> it's it's just the same format with just a slight twist. It really starts mm. to show the seams in what they were trying to do in the seventies. Like, what do we got? Nothing. Fuck. Okay. Uh, take Scooby Doo. Slap this on. Slap this on. Good. Go. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Jabberjaw, Fangface, and Scooby Doo were all. They were all. And Goomba uh, and the Ghost Chasers. Yeah. <laughs> Again, what's the diff? Oh God, what's the difference? I tell you, it's hard <laughs> to know. Uh, Amazing Chan and the Chain Clan. I got to watch this one. Awkward. Yeah, I actually watched I guess, that a little well, bit. I was like, a little awkward. Yeah, awkward but not intro. bad. I don't think it's intentionally like cliche or stereotypical. I mean, Charlie Chan was a very well-known character for decades, much loved. He was a smart man. He's a detective. You know, he had his. There's still like little things like number one son. It's so weird. It's just it, it's of its era. There's no way that this would last now. And my God, does he have a lot of fucking kids? There must have been a like a revolving door coming out of his wife. Kid, kid, kid. Boom, 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 boom. 
<laughs> like a <laughs> Gatling gun of babies. It reminds me of Monty Python's meaning of life. Oh, would you get that baby for me, Deirdre? <laughs> she asked like, one of the older kids to pick oh, it up. Oh, I'm sorry. We have to give you up for experiments. We can't afford you. Well, what if your balls got cut off? No, we can't. No. God would know. We're Catholics. <laughs> uh, wait till your father gets home is top notch. Uh, there's a reason why this was usually played in prime time. Now, this is a funny one because it was syndicated. It's one of the very first original syndicated series. Um, a network was iffy on paying for it after a couple flops when it came to animation. They had the novel approach of selling it to, you know, back then they had all these independent stations that were hungry for programming. And instead of right. putting all their hopes and dreams on like ABC and then ABC would cancel it after 10 episodes and your series is done, they pre-sell an entire season. They keep their people employed and the, the independent channels have something to air to fill up the weekends. So Wait Till Your Father Gets Home is not a ripoff. It's completely original. It, it doesn't feel like anything else. The closest I would say is maybe All in the Family, but a lighter version. And it was right before Happy Days. And I wonder if Tom Bosley got Happy Days because he played such a wonderful father figure in this. Oh, God. I thought that voice was familiar. Yeah, and here's the funny thing is Happy Days – and Wait Till Your Father Gets Home were both spun off from Love American Style. Now, you might be too young to know what that is. Have you heard of Love American Style? No. It was a It was a syndicated anthology, not horror or sci-fi, which is super rare. It was comedy. It was romantic. And I think it lasted three or four seasons. And it was very of that whole hippie mod, you know, era. So there's a lot of kind of cheeky... Counterculture. Yeah, a lot of counterculture, but it's really, really hip at that time. I didn't get to watch it, of course, when it aired because I wasn't born, but I saw it in reruns a lot because they would air it with Happy Days. And I, I want to watch it again because of its very particular voice that it had during that time period. And it was all just comedic romance stories. And this one weird one is not so much romance, but it's about love, love for your family. And they did it as an animated series. And it's so crazy that this would even happen back then. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Especially with that genre, no, I would not expect it to be, like, animated. I mean, it, it sounds like something uh, – it reminds me of this one movie I called uh, – I watched called New York, I Love You. You know, again, like little anthologies, little stories in between, kind of like how, you know, Twilight Zone film was. Yeah. And, um, oh, gosh, what's that John Wayne one? Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know. Well, you know, but you know, I, I get you get the idea of what I'm talking about. Anyway, right. yeah. Uh, for that, for it to be an animated series was, I think, very revolutionary, and for it to last as long as it did too. Yeah, that's a bigger surprise to know that. I have to look this up. Yeah, and here's the thing: is they spent serious money on this. Now, yeah. here's something funny. I want to show. This is the guest stars, real quick. They had Don Adams from Get Smart, Phyllis Diller, Monty Hall from, you know, Let's Make a Deal, Don Knotts, wow. Rich Little, Joey Ross, who was a famous comedian at the time, Isabel oh. Sanford from um, uh, The Jeffersons, Jonathan Winters, Casey Kasem, Pat Morita, you know, and, and that's just a handful. But here's something funny. The Sun was voiced by Jackie Early Haley. What? Yep, and then when he left, I think it was to shoot... Uh, Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. He wasn't available for the final season, and that's when Willie Ames came in. Oh, wow. If you know who Willie Ames is, Bible Man! <laughs> who was also Buddy yes. in uh, Charles in Charge. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's who I was. That's where I remember him from was Charles in Charge. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Flintstones Comedy Hour. That came. I don't know this one. Is this original? That, that logo is very 70s. But I don't know if this is original content, because I feel like this is. Well, it's a mixture. There is some original content, and then there's a mixture of older stuff and stuff from Pebbles and Bam Bam. So that's a weird... I, I don't usually do the um, amalgam shows. I, those are a mess. Um, after that, we had the Roman Holidays. Did you get to see this one? Because I loved this. Yes, I did, actually. I, it, it was funny how it turned, um, you know, somewhat uh, Beverly Hillbillies meets, of course, the uh, history of the world. Yes, that's, I, that's pretty much how which I. Which both it have up. Dom DeLuise, which I find amusing. Oh God, yes, <laughs> man. 
Yeah, no, it definitely like played out very well. Uh, having a pet lion and all that, I'm like, oh, jeez. Well, well the animation style. Then. That the, the animation style. It, it, it doesn't look like anything else that they've done. This is this is really uh, clever and creative, and I'm really sad that it only lasted uh, one season. Yeah, it did. Feel, uh, as far as the animation goes, I definitely felt like I was watching something out of uh, Peabody and Sherman or Rocky. Yes, Bull. yes. It, it, it did, you know what? It looked more like a Jay Ward cartoon than it did a Hanna Barbera. Yeah, good. I mean, that's that's what I liked about Hanna Barbera. Like they kind of like went outside the formula with this one, and I thought the jokes and the timing was perfect. Uh, it, it is a shame that it only lasted one season, but I, you know, from what I did watch, <laughs> I think like the episode I did watch was, um, I guess they're uh, I guess they're trying to set up uh, a date for someone, and they bring in uh, somebody's cousin, but he's just kind of you know, dumb. he is like Jethro, basically. <laughs> But he does surprise him in the end because he does have a uh, certain street. He does have certain street smarts, I or can't... you know whatever past roads back in the Roman <laughs> street smarts, uh, dirt road smarts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so C Lab Twenty Twenty is one of the few action series they had during the seventies, and it's not good. But if it wasn't for this, there would be no C Lab Twenty Twenty One, and I don't think Adult Swim would have been as successful. You and I are huge, massive fans of C-Lab 2021. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God, yes. So I, I have to give it credit for this. If it wasn't for this ridiculously serious, like, so dry. <laughs> yes, it was. It wouldn't work as well uh, as a, a spoof, basically, is what 2021 is. <laughs> I've tasted bread drier than that. <laughs> what kind of robot do you want to be? I want to be an Adrian Barr robot. <laughs> I used to have Dr. Quinn, uh, not Medicine Woman, Dr. Quinn, uh, action figure. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, did, I don't know what I have they, to they actually, they actually had a Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman action figure? No, stop it. No, Dr. Quinn from C-Lab. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. In my pets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, so we're, saving, we're, we're saving some of these for a special episode. Scooby-Doo is being saved for Halloween. So we're skipping all the new Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space. Okay, so technically there was a second season, but it's a whole different format. I thought it was... I saw this one. This one's fucking stupid. It, it's clearly like, ah, we don't know what to do with this. Throw them in space. I think it was the first time it ever happened, too. Now they do it with horror movies all the time. What are we going to do with Jason? Throw them in space. Leprechaun in space. Critters in space. <laughs> well, Critters were technically from space, but actually... That, that's true. They're going back. They're going, so yeah. Much. Uh, Bean, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> John English in space. <laughs> Ernest goes to space. It never happened. Machete kills in space. Yeah, oh god, that's never going to happen. I keep wanting it to. It can't be that expensive. Chess, Robert Rodriguez, use your Alita Battle Angel money. Go go film it. Kickstart yeah, exactly. it, dude. Do Kickstart it. it. I want... Yeah, that would work. <laughs> oh, god. Uh, I, can't, oh, I can't do the voice, but... I can't... Fuck it. Speed bug. <laughs> I can't do the voice either, but I can do But you got closer. You got closer. Speed Buggy is I was very, very well known when I was a kid. Very popular. I don't care. It's just, no. No. Stop it. <laughs> no. Yeah. As far as it goes with Speed Buggy, uh, I definitely remember him in, like, uh, like team-up episodes and, uh, again, like, boomerang ads. When they would say, like, names uh, that – well, they would take, like, current, uh, current day uh, – uh, cartoon characters like from my era and uh -huh. then they would like you know match it up with someone from the past they'd be like speed speed and that's right the speed buggy johnny johnny bravo yeah. uh, and then quick drama graph oh yeah boom. it's boom. yeah boom. yeah it was beautifully done it's how i got to know my older characters yeah it's speed buggy and like i don't know some of these cutesy characters bother me uh mm. i was thinking what's the other one? Oh, yeah jabberjaw has bothered me to no end we did that one a few years ago, so we're going to skip over that. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids. Fucking, what? No. I watched it. No. No. Stop it. Um, I'm like, I'm sorry. This just does not hold up. Goober. Any real. Okay. It says Goober and the Ghost Chasers is an animated adaptation of the Partridge Family. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, no. No. Someone screwed up on. <laughs> no, someone clearly screwed up. Can I swear there's a Partridge Family cartoon? I'm almost certain of this. And the Goober yeah, and the no, Ghost Chasers is. is not it. Whoever's running Wikipedia is high. 
Exactly. I'm like, uh, you guys better, you guys gotta check your sources before this information can be displayed. Yes. Oh, it says here the Partridge did animated guest spots on Goober and the Ghost Chasers, and then they were in mm. Partridge Family 2200. Okay, somehow I missed this. That's stupid too. What is it? Robo partridges? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> part robot. Cyborg. <laughs> part robot. Yeah, they've part over, band. They've taken over the planet. Oh, rock and roll. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what do we got? Inch High Private Eye. You know, actually, I kind of like that one. That was uh, also yeah, fun no. to see him back on uh, Harvey Birdman. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think I see him on Harvey Birdman, but I did see Funky Phantom on uh, Harvey Birdman, and I thought that was beautifully done. Genie? But anyway, uh, no, yeah, no. no. Go ahead, sorry. I ran over oh, you. Oh, God. I Dream of Genie? Yeah, they did a version of I Dream of Genie. I couldn't find this one. Somewhere. It's got to be out there somewhere. Yes. Uh, Adam's family we did a few years ago. Okay, here we come. Yeah. This is my oh, this is my jam. Okay, um, Hong Kong Pui is one of the only ones that I saw back then in reruns, and it still holds up. Hong Kong Pui is the baddest cat in town. He's the baddest cat around, even though he's a dog. And holy shit, this only lasted one season. How the fuck did that happen? This move, This cartoon is rad. Yeah, it definitely was. I'm, my mom actually watched this with me sometimes. Uh, and again, when I'd see like another episode come on right after it, oh, I was so happy. He was kind of good. I mean, yeah, he did learn martial arts, but uh, yeah, you can't use a karate chop like that on a robot. <laughs> he even renamed his move Ouch after that. <laughs> oh, Fooey. Ah, Fooey. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Do you remember, did I ever show you the test footage for the animated movie with uh, Eddie Murphy doing the voice? No. Yeah, they were ready to go. They did the test footage. They had them signed to a deal, and all of a sudden they got nervous. I don't know why. Maybe because animated movies weren't doing well for a moment. I, just give it a second. Why is it not back in production? Did anyone be bailed? I don't know. <laughs> so, I really want to see this one. Yeah, Hong Kong Fui is top notch for this era. Uh, you gotta see it. And it was originally voiced by Scatman Crothers, right? Yeah, Scatman Crothers. That's that's a terrible Scatman Crothers. I was watching, um, oh, God, what's it called? Coonskin, a.k.a. Street Fight, which is one of the lost Ralph Bakshi movies, and he's in it. And it's a weird movie because it's a mix of live action and animation, but in a whole different way. Like, they're telling stories in retrospect in animation, and Scatman Crothers is basically one of the main cast members. Um... That's one of the first times I think he had done animated voice work, and then he went immediately into Hong Kong Fui. Well, a lot of us know him as Jazz from Transformers. Yes. Oh, gosh. Uh, that and The Shining. The Shining, I was going to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, you got the shining. You got the touch, boy. You got the touch. You got the power. Yeah. <laughs> Turn up the lyrics, man. you're surrounded by snow. <laughs> Turn up the lyrics. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, I, I, think no. We need, I, need to, I think we need to turn up the bass a little bit. No, man, we got to. <laughs> you have to see Boogie Nights in order to get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, God. I just, I still, now I can't get freaking, uh, John C. Riley just dancing. Yeah, bopping around. <laughs> oh, God. I can't get that out of my head now. Oh. Damn it, John C. Riley. Um, I love you, but damn you. After that, we have Devlin. Now, Devlin is one of those serious family um, animated series, um, which is kind of rare for Hanna-Barbera. And it's basically Evil Knievel, you know, a, a, like a version of him. And... Uh, I mostly know this because of Harvey Birdman, and he had a finger sticking out of his ear, and he was bloated, and he was broken mess, and it was hilarious. Exactly, and like it didn't matter like how many times you hit him, he wouldn't feel the pain because of all the surgeries and all the meds he's on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's how I, I mean, I actually watched like some of the actual episodes, and I was like, okay, it definitely had a lot of heart. And I could see, I definitely see where it went with, where it was trying to go. Yeah. <clears throat> And it was, again, yeah, it was pretty much Evil Knievel. But a nice version of Evil Knievel. I know, because Evil Knievel, if you watch the documentary by Johnny Knoxville, I Am Evil, he is a psychopath. And I think it's all those head injuries that made him crazy. Um, he turned to a complete ego freak. He cheated on his wife nonstop. He blew all his money and was just a fucking asshole. Well, as far as cheating on his wife constantly with a bunch of other women, I was like, I don't know, did you pick that up from Jack Nicholson? Mm. What? Maybe. Well, no, because Jack Nicholson slept around a lot with the uh, while he was with Angelica Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So I'm just saying, maybe he just, maybe right. they partied together. Weirdo. Um, <laughs> uh, so these are the days. Now this is one I discovered after I told you, you know, some of the cartoons to watch. This one is insanely hard to find. In fact, I think I only found one really, really badly recorded episode. These are the days is a serious drama in the animated world. It's like the Waltons or Little House on the Prairie. It is absolutely gorgeous animation. It looks, again, like nothing else that they were doing at that time. There's a few of these things that they would do that were unusual, and they all flopped. Yeah, it's like they were trying to capture an older audience. Too. Yeah, this should have been prime time. Why the hell was this during the morning? I don't know. It's like, it's like everybody's got to, especially on, if you air it on a weekday, dude, everybody's got to go to work, man. What are you thinking? Bad timing. Like I said, bad that's that, that, that kind of decision is what happened uh, with uh, Tron Uprising. They switched the time around to the point where they weren't getting as many viewers. Yeah, they That's do have a lot of stuff. It. There's a lot of cartoons that got murdered along the way we're going to discover that were just like, oh, I got nervous, and just they pulled it after two episodes or something like that. There's one with David Spade called Sammy, and I think they only ordered four episodes and aired one. That was it. What? Well, remember Clerks? They ordered six. And they oh, only yeah, aired three of them. They order, aired them out of order, I think. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were definitely out of order. You're out of order. This whole cartoon is out of order. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of order. You're out of order. This whole party is out of order. <laughs> I didn't know you had an Al Pacino. You surprised me every time, honestly. <laughs> okay. Uh, after that, we have Valley of the Dinosaurs. This one is in the vein of, like, Johnny Quest meets... Uh, what's the one that we love so much? Uh, Thunder. Thunder the Barbarian. It's kind of like that. Uh, a little bit of Land of the Lost. It's okay. Not Nothing I, got, I was crazy about. Lasted one season. Yeah, I liked it already. It was entertaining. Yeah, it had its it, it had its, its little bit of flavor. One of the few the right straight up like action. action adventure ones. Yes, and then we have uh, okay. What I ended up watching too uh, on the side was My Tour. Oh wow, Mighty My Tour. That was uh, we forgot to do that one during the sixties. Uh, yeah. Mister Mister Frigo Frago, isn't he the one that's in uh, Harvey Birdman as the judge? I don't know, Mighty My Tour. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Actually, that is him. Yeah. Mr. Gerbil Gobble. Yeah, it was pretty much a caveman version of what would lead to Masters of the Universe. No, oh, cool. That's uh, what I saw it as. What else we got here? Uh, Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch. Again, fuck this nonsense where everybody talks and this. How did you do it? I can't do it. Yeah, something like that. Wonder Wheels. I'm skipping ahead, but there's one called Wonder Wheels that was... Okay, We there's too many of these we could have covered. I just don't have the patience to cover all these. And some of these cartoons are hidden inside of other cartoons as segments, so we're going to upset some of you hardcore fans. But we're not going to do this show forever, so we got to get those done. Uh, Clue Club. Um, nah, no. Another Scooby-Doo ripoff. Uh, Jabberjaw we did already. Let's see. Uh, Fred Flintstone and Friends. Another anthology show repackage. What? Oh wait, is that when they had um, like undead next door neighbors, like Frankenstein's monster and his bride and all that? Oh, is that what? I forgot about that. Was cartoon. that what it was? Frankenstein Junior, I think, is what it was. Yeah, no, but like uh, that's who uh, the that's who uh, Fred and Wilma's neighbors were. I think this is after Pebbles and Bam Bam. Like, okay, were okay, up, course, interesting. When they had their show. Yeah, this yeah. looks like it's just a repackage, says. Uh, with Goober the Ghost Chasers, Genie, Partridge Family, 2020, 100, 2280. Like, what, did you think it was going to be prehistoric, 2200 BC? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you thought wrong. <laughs> um, CB Bears. Uh, boy, they just basically took the uh, the outline from the Hair Bear Bunch. <laughs> but we're in the trucker craze, so they're CB Bears. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, it was whatevs. Yeah. Moving uh, right along. What do we got? Skatebirds. Um, God damn. They're really, this is when they hit the bottom of the fucking barrel. Hanna-Barbera just wow. sucking ass. And they had numerous segments in it. So Skatebirds is weird because I don't even know why it's called Skatebirds. Just call it the Hanna-Barbera Animation Hour or something. Uh, in that, they had the Robonic Stooges, Wonder Wheels, Wolfer and Wimper, Dog Detectives, and Mystery Island. What the hell is Mystery Island? I don't know. Like, uh... Like a little PG version of uh, oh, Fantasy Island? They did this in the, in the late 60s. I can't remember what cartoon it was, but when they had a live-action segment mixed in. Oh. oh, okay. So it was kind of ripping off Fantasy Island. 
Um, let's see. Beach Girls of the Pilot. No, forget that. Uh, now, this makes sense. They bought the rights to the Popeye Hour. Oh. So yeah, this is when that company went out of business. I can't remember who it was with at the time. Because they were the Fleischers, and then it was with Famous, then it was Paramount, and Paramount went under. So I think the rights went back, of course, to the newspaper strip, uh, King Features Syndicate, and they did a bunch of cartoons. We're going to do an episode about that. There were a lot of cartoons adapted from newspaper strips that I would love to cover, like Dennis the Menace. Uh, we did do Garfield, but, you know, um, you know, Beetle Bailey, Dick Tracy, Popeye, stuff like that. There's got to be at least a dozen of those. Right. No, of course, me, I... Uh, I mean, I just watched Popeye whenever. I didn't know it was, like, whoever owned it. I always watched all, all the older serials. I remember it was after this. It was after the movie came out, and it was Popeye and Son. And that's when I really mm. watched it a lot, if you remember that one. <laughs> we have Godzilla. Godzilla Power Hour, which... Um, oh, God, yeah. We did that's a Godzilla cartoon. 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 One of our very first episodes five years ago was Godzilla. And I can't remember if we did the 70s or the 90s. I feel like we did the 90s one after the movie came out. I believe so, yeah. I believe we discussed the 70s one uh, with, like, the little flying Godzilla, Godzuki. Godzuki! Godzuki. And then we discussed the one in the 90s that came out right after the Matthew Broderick movie. Yeah, but, but it was right. Yeah, it was because of the new one, the 2014 Godzilla was coming out. That's why we did it. Yes. We did discuss that. Um, right. Here's a weird repackage that seems so confusing to me. It's the Fred and Barney meet the thing. Now, how much I wish it was the thing from John Carpenter's The Thing, and it just basically absorbed Fred and Barney and then destroyed all of <laughs> the whole Flintstones world. God, it was such a horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> One episode, everybody's yeah. dead. <laughs> uh, it's The Thing from Marvel, and it's a weird thing because Marvel <laughs> owned the rights, and they took it away, so Hanna-Barbera can't show this package, and then... After that, turned to mm -hmm. Fred and Barney meet Shmoo, which is part of the new Shmoo show, which is Shmoo is from Hercule Herculoids. Yeah, then, <laughs> see, you can tell Hanna Barbera was just spinning its wheels. Exactly, Fred and Barney meet the thing. Jeez. Hey, I like you guys living in the Stone Age. I get to smash everything. It's clobbering time. Go. You're out of bedrock. I'm made of bedrock. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Casper and the Angels. Uh, okay, I don't remember this one at all. That was two or no. three. This is... So, Casper murders a bunch of people and goes around absorbing the power of the Angels and uses it to murder other people. Okay, cool. Fuck, really? Is that it? <laughs> no, I completely made that up. <laughs> I wonder how long I can hold that. I was, I was waiting for you to go, no, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Dude, I don't know what this is. I would watch is. that. It, it, it's okay so you remember there's cap how do we fucking miss captain caveman and all this captain caveman what the fuck i briefly mentioned him a minute ago but yeah i somehow it, skated it, it, over captain caveman and keeping caveman is my second favorite cartoon from the 70s um this one was rerun a bunch so then it was captain caveman and the teen angels and then it was i feel like it was captain caveman and he spun off with uh uh betty and wilma like they were working at the newspaper that he was working at. And um, here's the time in the episode where I challenge him to another impersonation. Can you do Captain Caveman? Oh, I just have to. Oh, God. No, I just have to. <laughs> Captain Caveman! Captain Caveman! <laughs> <laughs> no, both are off. We can't get yeah, both I know. <laughs> I know, Mel Blanc. Gotcha. Yeah, the Ruby Spears created that one too, and uh, you can tell they're getting ready to ditch, man. They're ready to bail any moment now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is another repackaged Casper and the Angels. Uh, the new Shmoo, Shmoo, who looks like okay, I'm gonna be filthy right now. He looks like a yeah. he look the Shmoo looks like a jizz glob just come to life. Yeah, it just uh, <laughs> just a little bit of just that a tiny little speck of bacteria. <laughs> let, let, okay, let me let me try that again. <clears throat> he looks like if you took one of those little marshmallow containers and just dipped, you know, just dropped it right out and it came alive. Ah! <laughs> it looks like the creature from The Stuff, Larry Cohen's The Stuff, where it was supposed to be like yogurt and it's delicious and it absorbs you. Are you eating it or is it eating you? I just don't know anymore. <laughs> how, how could it? 
How could you not tell that you're being eaten? You're freaking, you know, you'd be wasting away, like, you know, your arms, legs would be being dissolved, and stuff like that. Have you seen the stuff, Larry Cohen's The Stuff? No, but I gotta get this for you. This movie is bananas. It's fucking terrible, but it's great at the same time because it's so insane. Okay, does someone at least say a line that is equivalent to you're tearing me apart, Lisa? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that, but there's a moment where um, – oh, shit. I forgot his name. He, he was in uh, SNL, uh, the one everybody mm. forgets about, which is ironic since I forgot about him too. Cleavon Little. No, not Cleavon Little. Fuck, I'm a racist. I just turned into a racist by accident. Uh, <laughs> shit. The one that was yeah, on Martin as the boss. Huh? On uh, Martin? He's the boss? Oh, God. Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. I have to cheat. That's a fucking cheat because I'm an asshole. SNL. Like the original, uh, not ready for primetime players? Yes. God, I can't oh believe god. I'm forgetting this. I He's sh- the one who did the the thing where he would say, Garrett Morris. Jeez. Garrett Morris, yes. Okay, I love Garrett Morris. Garrett Morris splits in half as the slime pours out of his head and the his head being split apart is like the cheapest effect you've ever seen in the 1980s and it is hilarious. <laughs> I got it. All apologies to Garrett Morris. I'm really sorry. Eh, I was really stupid when you say Cleavon Little. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. I'm sorry. I swear I'm not a mm. Trumpy. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, but... So, uh, Super Globe Trotters, you're correct. It was in 1979, so technically it's the 70s. I, I feel like I saw it. It must have been one of the very first cartoons I've seen because I was like two or three. Um, yeah, that yeah. one's bananas. That one, they give them superpowers. Their heads turn into basketballs and stuff like that. Legs turn super long. Um you have one has like gadgets in his fro it's it's so weird um scooby-doo and scrappy-doo fuck you scrappy-doo fuck you straight to hell puppy power yeah my puppy power is to smash you into mush you dick (laughs) (laughs) so i'm guessing you were kind of pleased that he ended up being (laughs) that he ended up kind of being the bad guy in the live action i guess but i also thought it was stupid the second uh um movie is much better Oh, yeah, no, I like Monsters Unleashed, actually. I'm not going to lie. Now, here's <laughs> one. The the very last... How, how long? We haven't even gone that long. Wow. Uh, considering how many cartoons we had to cover. This one, I've never heard of. I don't even know if it's possible to find. It was on for three years. It was called Amigo and Friends. It was done for uh, their Mexican audience. Um, syndicated here, I believe. I've never heard of this until just now. No. Yeah, no, it is completely 52 episodes. Me. 52 episodes. I must research this. I must ask one question. Oh my god, I must look at May, this. Uh, based on Cantafloss, which I've kind of heard of. I don't know really what that is. Cantafloss? Yeah. Oh my god, dude. He was in a, the original Around the World in 80 Days. What is he? he was a, is he a comedian? Is that his name or is that his character? Yeah, he's a comedian. Cantafloss. Okay. Yes, he... Oh god, he's revered in Mexico. Charlie Chaplin even said that he's the funniest man he's ever worked with. Really? Yes. Have I and never? He's very well known. Is it because it's because I grew up in Indiana and you grew up on the West Coast? You're probably more familiar, huh? Well, I'm more. I only like knew of him like uh, a couple of years ago. I just found out about him like three years ago. Okay. And uh, from what I've seen, my God, he's just so absolutely. He's absolutely funny. You gotta look him up. Uh, yeah, just type it in whenever you uh, search him on YouTube. There's a million clips of him, especially this one where he's like teaching this guy how to box. He's just being absolutely silly with him. I don't know if we're going to be doing an 80s Hanna-Barbera because I'm looking at a lot of this stuff. Well, no, there is some obscure stuff in here we could probably do. We might do one because, wow, there's some really strange stuff in the 80s. You know what? Yeah, fuck it. I'm down. Um, I'm is. down. We'll do, some, we'll do some 80s stuff. Uh, they well, have what some wasn't, Richie Ridge. Well, what the, wasn't crazy? Yeah, they have the Richie <laughs> Ridge. They have Mochi Cheese, Little Rascals, uh, the Duke Boys, the Gary Coleman Show, Shirt Tales. Uh, Mork and Mindy Laverne and Shirley Fonz Hour. <laughs> okay, yeah, I watched the Gary Coleman show. Trollkins, I don't remember that one at all. Quickie Koala, the last thing created by Tex Avery. Space oh, wow. Stars, which I've never heard of. So yeah, there's some interesting stuff in here. Uh, let's see what else there is in the '80s. Uh, the Biscuits, Lucky Luke. I've seen Lucky Luke. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, we covered a lot of the stuff. Um, Pawpaws, I never heard of that one. Galtar and the Golden Lance. Okay, we gotta watch this one. Galtar and the Golden Lance is rad. Okay, alright, I'll have to look in this. But then again, it's the 80s. Like, what wasn't crazy? Yeah, the Berenstein Bears. I love the Berenstein Bears. 
I love the Baron. Oh God, yes. Is it Berenstein or Berenstain? Because this seems to be a conversation we've had for a decade now that no one seems to know. What do you say, Berenstein or Berenstain? Oh, uh, I thought it was Berenstein, like or like you know Frankenstein instead of Frankenstein. Yeah, so I thought it was Steen, but it's well, like one thing. It says Berenstain. <laughs> Weird. Uh, let's see, we got because uh, a lot of these we covered like pound puppies. Yo, uh oh, the aliens oh, are coming. Sorry. They're just outside the door. Fifteen clicks. That can't be right, man. That means they're inside the room. <laughs> this is Snake. Yeah, so we got some other ones. Foofer, Wildfire. I've never heard of Wildfire. Sky Commanders. Okay, that sounds cool. Uh, Popeye yeah, and Sons. Skedaddle. Okay. Never heard of that one. Um, yeah, so we have Fantastic Max. Super Ted. Yes. Paddington Bear and Dink the Little Dinosaur. Okay, I do know uh, Fantastic Max. Yeah, so there's plenty to choose from. We'll do one for the 80s. Um, by the way, I want to say this real quickly. There's a guy who comes in at my store and shops all the time, buys, like, way too much of those five-hour shots. Not just five-hour shots. Extra strength. And he buys them by the case. Not just by the case. Numerous cases. And he's always strung out and crazy. And if we don't have him, he freaks out. And I asked him the other day, what do you want me to um, I'm going to hold some for you so you stop being a fucking prick to me. And... I go, what name should I hold it under? And he said, Dingle. And I was like, what? And he goes, you know, like Dingleberry? And I'm like, hold the fucking phone. You let people call you Dingleberry? That's your nickname? Is it because you're a little shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to pass it. I saw Dink and I just started thinking Dingle. Hey, a segue. Um, Dingle. <laughs> Dingle, your fingle. Dink, 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 dink. Just like from Spaceballs, the Dink Dinks. What does that even mean? Because Dink Dink, isn't that a uh, slur, a racial slur on Asian people? Am I wrong? No, 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 no. That's, uh, it starts with a C-H, but yeah, they rhyme. No, no. I feel like they said, no. I feel like I watched Platoon and they said, I'm going to look this up. Mm, I don't think that is. It is. It oh, God, is. really? It's in the racial oh, slur fuck. database. Dink Dink is, uh, okay, used in many movies, Apocalypse Now, pl pl uh, Platoon, to refer to the North Vietnamese. Comes from French Vietnamese, Bécoup Dinky Dao. Bécoup means very in French, and Dinky Dao means crazy. Shortened Dink just means crazy. Oh, Lord. Wait, hold on. Does that still mean, is that still racist if it's just French for, hold on. That's confusing, whatever. That, that, that always confused me because... If, so when they do it in Spaceballs, when they're saying ding, 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 they're marching in the tune of uh, Bridge Over River Kwai. It's a parody of Bridge Over River Kwai where it's American soldiers and British soldiers, right, being held captive by the Japanese soldiers. So it almost does feel like it's a racial slur. I'm not sure. Mel Brooks doesn't seem that kind of guy, though, and so I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm baffled by this too. Holy shit, Mel! This is a heavy episode of Back in Tunes. We got into some deep stuff oh here. Oh my so, god! And that's kind yeah, of yeah. see. Here's the thing, though. That's part of the reason why in the new year we want to start a new show. We're still going to talk about animation. We still are. We still have tons of cartoons to talk about because my god, uh, there's so much to cover. But this one, the the newer show, is not going to be so much retro, like 20 years and older. That was the rule for Back in Tunes. It was always 20 years or older. And we kind of broke that rule a few times. But in general, after the new year, when we were launching the new show, I kind of want to focus on more recent stuff, you know, uh, post-2000. That seems appropriate because that will be a 20-year gap too, but moving forward. And uh, that way we can also talk about animation. We can talk about comic books. We can talk about video games, talk about movie news, nerd news, uh, just general things that are going on in our world because the format to me is being restrictive. And I don't know if you know the podcast at all. I have like eight shows going and it's stressing me out, it's frustrating, and I just kind of want to wrap it all up and start a whole new thing. Will I ruin, it's potential I could ruin everything. There could be no more audience. It, they could be lost and confused at what it is, but I, I just, it, for personal reasons, I've wanted to move on for a long time. Just gather up all the Infinity Stones and snap. Well, you remember, when we started this out, we had three shows. We had yes. Cult Status, where we did commentaries mm -hmm. for movies that uh, didn't have commentaries. That wasn't very successful. We did like, what, eight of them at most? Uh, they were fun to do, yeah. but no one listened to them. Uh, the second one was Back in Tunes. That one was the instant hit, and that's one that we rode really hard. Rode real hard. 
uh, for months because that was the one that got all the attention. That's the one that built our network, and that was easy to do. We just did half-hour segments where we talked about one cartoon at a time. And we also tried to do Retro Rocket Entertainment, which was kind of a bi-weekly news thing where we talk about certain topics, anniversaries of stuff. We absolutely yes. loved doing it. I picked a stupid fucking name. What does Retro Rocket Entertainment mean? That's a business. What the hell was I thinking, dude? That's so stupid. We did that for like four months. We tried, what, like two years later, we tried to do like three episodes, and it just didn't take because it's a dumbass name. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Well, I mean, as far as like a news hour, maybe. I don't, yeah, but, but it was it's not a good name for the news because people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Like, what the hell is a Retro Rocket? I don't, like, just either call it Retro Rocket, don't call it Retro Rocket Entertainment, don't call it Retro Rocket News. But we have some ideas for the new show, which it's going to probably be longer. It'll probably be an hour and a half show every other week. And we'll pick topics and just mush them all together. It'll be a big, like, cornucopia of nerddom. Yes, exactly. It's, ambro yeah, an ambrosia of nerddom. <laughs> a, it, that, you, you know that thing when you're in school and we're all done eating and then you have leftover stuff that you have on the table and everybody decides to pile it into one bowl and you bet your one stupid friend like a dollar that he won't eat it? That's the show of me. <laughs> oh, I didn't sell that at all. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You might get a good... You might get a good blend of cheese and meat every once in a while. Or nausea and diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> diarrhea. Cha, cha, cha. Grabs a greasy grind me gold for guts. Chopped up monkey meat. Caught up Perry. <laughs> Why are we still going? We're stupid. Hey, uh, Jacob. <laughs> um, we're officially back on for the season. We took a two-month break to go talk some movies for a while. Uh, we talked about uh, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids trilogy. Um, we did the Major League trilogy. Uh, what else did we do? I feel like we did another one in the middle there. But we talked about some movies, and we had some fun doing that. And uh, it's going to be back to business. We're going to finish out this uh, series probably in February. Uh, come back for some specials here and there. Um, we'll still have the Summer of Anime with John and John. And, um, yeah, it won't be a regular once-a-month thing. It'll probably be once every two or three months. Just like as animated specials, they're too big for the other show. And uh, as long as he's okay with this, he's my partner in crime. He's like my little brother. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, man, it's all good. All right. No. Uh, check us out on Facebook under Back in Tunes. And check us out on Twitter under Retro Rocket Entertainment. And um, be excellent to each other. Jacob, send us out, buddy. Namaste and good luck, brothers and sisters. Goodbye. Goodbye.